boy talking about on the telephone, man? Explain it what to him. God damn, we know there's a telephone, boy. What the hell thing I doing? Losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Let's not stand on ceremony here. We have blood to spare. You're like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. People have accidents. Frank, what are you saying? I'm saying people have accidents, that's all. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate a bill. Uh, let me ask you something. Yeah. You know that I got a criteria, right? On your movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now let's let's not stand on ceremony here. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both know that they there are movies, you know, that I watch that may not even fall into the trifecta, you know, criteria. They're movies that I've True. that I've seen, you know. But for True. the but for the uninitiated you know, for, the, for those of you who are uninitiated, I particularly have a set of criteria for films when someone's going to recommend me a movie. You know, I talk to a lot of people, you know, and they're like, oh, you do a podcast? Oh, have you ever done this movie? Have you seen this movie? And people will just give me movie recommendations. They know I'm a movie buff. They know I love the movie. I'm a, I'm a cinephile, you know. So they send me recommendations, but, 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 and I go, what does it have? Does it have tits, robots, and lasers? Granted, I saw 310 to Yuma the other day. I rewatched it. It's a classic. You know, Christian Bale, Russell Crowe, brings a tear to my eye every time towards the end of the movie. If you haven't seen it, you Google. But it has no robots. There's no tits. There actually is a little bit of an ass. There's a little bit of an ass in like the midway point. But that's neither here nor there. That's not the, the, the end-all, be-all criteria. But if you're going to recommend me a movie... Right, and you don't even really know like what I'm into. I'm gonna ask you: Does it have robots, lasers, and tits? And if it doesn't, I I owe you nothing. Like I owe you nothing. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna watch my own shit. Like I'll watch something else that doesn't that doesn't have that criteria. But if it if it doesn't meet somewhere in between, then what are we negotiating? True, because I would say. You substitute bullets for lasers, you know, for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. Somebody can make that correlation, but I go, you know, no, 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 no. That's just my criteria for you introducing me to a film I haven't seen. If I've already seen it, well, then nobody's the wiser. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. What film were you introduced to? Oh, I don't know. Some movie about a guy. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't even remember the name of it. I said, yeah. I'll add, like I'll, a girl. I'll add it to my list. <laughs> and, then I, <laughs> and then I ended the conversation. You know. And I was like, oh, you got to see this. You got to see this. You know. And I'm like, I know. I know. I'm going to watch Top Gun soon, though. So don't worry. It's on Prime now. So nice. I'm going to watch it soon. So everybody can just pipe down. Okay, I'll watch it. You know. It's got Tom Cruise. So that should be part of the criteria right there. And I'm pretty yeah. sure it has tits. No. No? Oh, you get a little cleave. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the cleavage. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Speaking of Clavage, welcome to Comic-Con's podcast, a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens, and I'm your host, but in a way, aren't we all? Nick Stevens. Exactly. Joining me this evening, live from... Saturday night. <laughs> from, the, from the other side of the globe, Mr. Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson. Jimmy, how you doing, brother? I'm, I am doing good. Great to be here on the other side of the world. It's good to see you. I can see your face right now. You look like you're maxing, relaxing, and playing some ball outside the school. It's kind of weird because I'm in the garage in the studio here, sitting sitting in between Lionel and Rorschach and, in a, and a very tempting uh, jubilee. Wait, did I say that out loud? And then you are like laid out with some pillows, you know what I'm saying, in a tent surrounded by gorgeous women. Is that is that is there is there a harem over there or something? You got... That they're serving you yeah. grapes right now, and uh, they got the little um, fans. Just <laughs> right? They're just fanning away. <laughs> like he has air conditioning, ladies. You don't have to fan him. It's but it's indulgent. I get it. How how you holding up, brother? You hanging in there? Yeah, doing good, doing good. Um, haven't been to a barber as you can tell. I'm just going all wolf style on it. I'm just oh, like I love whatever. it. You know, I like um, it rugged. I, I like it rugged and rough. My wife calls me um, Shaggy from Scooby Doo because that's how it's getting to look. So, hey, I think you look great. How's how's the how's the mental status? How's everything? Uh, you know, are you climbing the walls yet? Are you getting those little pockets? Those little pockets. I, I do a little bit, but you know, I do a lot of more physical activity outside, like yeah, you do. bikes and yeah, stuff you do. like that. So that kind of helps. What are you jamming to when you're riding on the bike? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I guess it's kind of dangerous to be blaring music when you're out yeah, in the I mean, street. There, there's occasionally I will, but like by law, you can't have two headphones in. You can only have one in. So, um, and sometimes it it depends. A lot of times it might be like punk, something that is more upbeat. Because nothing's worse when you get like an R and B slow jam on. Because like if you're like trying to keep in a rhythm, like any kind of exercise, if like I don't care if you're pumping weights in the gym and an R&B song comes on, it's over. Oh, what are you talking about, man? I used to work out to Seal all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, get it. Then I hit the I hit the fast forward on my Walkman, you know, to my on my mixtape, yeah. and it gets me back to everybody's working for the weekend. Speaking of music, the movie that we're going to talk about tonight has a pretty great soundtrack. A lot of fun covers. There's a medley. Yeah. It's almost as if this movie is one long music video, and I'm okay with that. It is. I actually. A song that I had played for you when we were just kind of jamming out came up in this movie, and I was like, we should cover this version of the cover um, by the Pixies. Oh, the Where Is My Mind joint. Yeah, because it was just, it it kind of really fit your music criteria, too, because you do also have a... (laughs) Yeah, I'm very strict. (laughs) (laughs) The music has to have tits, lasers, and robots also. No, I'm just kidding. It's an SB kind of style of music, not a BS. Okay. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not a bullshit, but a sad bastard. All right, kids. <laughs> and so, but I was like, man, we should we should do this cover. I mean, it was it was cool. But yeah, all the music was just hyped in this film. Can I say what this movie is? 
Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Sucker punch. If you guys didn't if you guys didn't figure it out from clicking on the episode, we're talking about the 2011 Zack Snyder directed and written Sucker Punch. He wrote it with another guy who has like zero credits next to his name. It must have been like an old drinking buddy of his or something like that. Um, can I just say this movie? I fucking hate this movie, but I fucking love this movie. This is a movie that I hate and love at the same time, and I just have to get that off my chest. How do you, what do you think? I mean, what what are your first takeaways? What is? I saw it in theaters and I actually loved it. Okay, um, I missed it in theaters. But the, the more and more I watch it, um, I still love it. But the more and more depressed, depressing, I I kind of see the whole film is. Um, <laughs> it's kind of depressing. Um, and I always I'll, I'll even share with you as we get into it more um, a fan theory that I I read today. Oh, and and it blew my mind even a little bit more about the movie. But I want to go back to, did you first say Sucker Punch when you first said it, or did you say it with an F? Oh, I said Sucker Punch with an S. Okay. Yeah. It sounded, because we Fucker broke Punch. Up and... <laughs> <laughs> Fucker like, Punch. Like, did you guys watch? Fucker Punch. The X-rated parody of Sucker Punch. Uh, look, I'll, we'll get to the 30-second synopsis in a second, but this movie has it all. This has... Good music, high octane action, sucker punches. Um, it's got pouty, cute women pouting their lips, looking very emo and very annoyed, but at the same time looking very debonnois and pouty and cute. And they're all kind of it's wearing different steampunk. fun outfits. There's some steampunk, yeah. exactly. And who doesn't like a good steampunk? I don't know about you, but I fucking, I fucking, I fucking like. Oh, steampunk. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the kind of guy you're yeah. going to see at like a steampunk con. I don't have it a closet full of steampunk gear. But when I see a good steampunk representation and it's done well on film or books, because I do read some books every now and then, then I, I, I enjoy it. You know, it brings something out of me like a woman's ass. Whoa! That was from Heat, by the way, in case you have it. 1995, directed by Michael Mann. Yeah, Google. Uh, Jimmy, you're walking down the street. Somebody's like, hey, Jimmy Golden Candle Johnson, haven't seen you in at least a month. But I heard you watched Sucker Punch. Could you give us your own synopsis on what this movie is about? Yeah. Um, girl goes into a mental institution and she breaks out of or makes a plan to break out of a mental institution but during the time has a fantasy of what that breakout looks like. And so we're transformed between two worlds, her fantasy world and the reality that she's in. She slips into a fantasy world that the, the institution is not so much an institution, but a brothel with, yeah. with dancers. But then within that fantasy, there's like sub fantasies, right? Yeah. It, okay. It's like an inception of fantasies. Yeah. Right. Like, so there's like a steampunk fantasy when they're escaping, like you mentioned earlier, and then there's a uh, like one from like World War. Well, I guess the World War One is a steampunk one, and then there's yeah, like kind one, of like World War zombies, yeah. Yeah, and then there's like a, a a dragon slayer one where they're like in like they have to steal an egg from a dragon, and then there's like a one where they're on a train battling robots, and the whole thing is a visually. I mean, this thing is with like lasers. a lasers with lasers. We got robots and lasers again. No tatsis, but we got a little clavage. <laughs> now, 
the fucking imagery of this movie is incredible. I think I think visually this movie is stunning just on its own right. So why does this movie have a 22% uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes? I think because you don't know how to take the film. Like right. mo- most, most people don't is either you wanted it to be just a full on fantasy and like this, this elaborate world and these girls doing this adventure. But then like on the underlay, I think it's a confusing film. Like I said, like I said, I read a fan theory today that, as we know, watching the film, there is five girls, Baby Doll, Sweet Pea, Blondie, Blondie. Rocket, and Amber. Oh, okay. You know, we all see it through Baby Doll's eyes, but we find out the story is more about Sweet Pea. Yeah, it's really um, her story. But this fan theory is there is no five girls. There's only Sweet Pea, and these are all personalities of her. Oh, that's very interesting. That would actually make a little um, bit more sense in, in some ways. Yeah, and so that's why it's kind of like, well, what happened to Amber and Blondie? Did he really, like, shoot her? Like, But it was kind of like she killed off these personas as she didn't need them anymore. Yeah, so spoiler, kids, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, everybody pretty much dies except Sweet Pea, played by the ever-fun, always-fun-to-look-at, and ever-long-growing-and-growing Abby Cornish. Um and of course, we have uh, Emily Browning as the aforementioned baby doll. We got Jamie Chung as Blondie. We got Vanessa Hudgens as I don't even know what the hell her name is in this movie. She was Blondie. Oh, she was the Blondie? Other, the other girl was Amber. Jamie Chung. Okay, so Jamie Chung is Amber. And then, uh, of course, uh, what's her name? Jenna Malone as Rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which so is we, Sweet Pea's sister. Exactly. So there's a lot of fun personalities, a lot of great, fun, quirky characters in this. We even have a young, uh, a very young Oscar Isaac playing the antagonist mm-hmm. as the Mr. Blue Jeans. Is, is, is that actually Mr. Blue Jeans? Is that his name? His name's Blue. I, it's Blue, but I don't know if it's Blue Jeans. I'd have to look that up. I think his last name uh, is Jeans. Mr. Like Johnny Blue Jeans. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I think I had that way off. Basically, like the little... Uh, not the warden, but he's, he's the main guy in the, in the insane asylum with the, with the master key he's around. He's the his orderly. Neck. He's the orderly. There you go. Yeah, he's like the he's like the main orderly though. And then you have Carla Guigino, Guigino, who's always amazing in everything she does, and also equally great to look at on screen from Sin City. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say no more. She plays the great uh, Doctor Gorsky, the, the the Russian. And just as they have their fantasies, the characters are interwoven in their fantasies too. So like Blue is like a mobster in one of the fantasies. And then uh, Gorsky, Dr. Gorsky is, well, she's Dr. Gorsky, I think, in the other fantasies, but she's... Yeah, so in the fantasies, um, Oscar's character, the orderly, he is like the manager of this brothel because of the fact that he's the one who treats the girls bad in real life. Um, and then the, the doctor, who's a psychiatrist, she is the one um, who's choreographing the girls, like, and they're dancing and right, all that. Right, right. Um, which, to me, I, would make me think kind of like group sessions. Right, Like, you know, right. she's the one who's constructing their dances and, the, and their movements. And so, that's why, and you know what's crazy? Like, when I, I watched this movie years ago, right, and I had no idea what was going on. I was d- 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 drinking at the time, and I'm drinking by myself <laughs> on a random Tuesday night, knocking back a case, pop the movie in. I had to, like 
rewatch it again the second night because I, I, I blacked out and didn't even remember the movie. I like, woke up, my pants were down around my ankles, and I was being shipped off to a fucking boarding school in the 1940s. Somehow I managed to time travel, but also been taken advantage of by some small prepubescent boys. Um, of course, they were Asian, naturally, because they were selling me in the sex trade business. But I digress. Uh, maybe I'll take that part out. I kind of went too far on that one. But <laughs> maybe I'll leave it in. Mark the time. Mark the time. But my point being is I didn't have any idea what the fuck was going on. I also should add that I'd never really played a lot of video games within the last two decades. So, you know, like how video yeah. games now have these intense storylines with these cutscenes. Yeah. Watching it again, that's what this movie reminds me of. It's just one long music video video game. It is. It is. And, and I think maybe that's why the low rating is because it really makes you have to think a lot more than your average action film would have to. Like, you know, you know, if you throw on a Schwarzenegger film like Commando, you don't have to think about it. You just right. know he's going to shoot right. people and that's what it's going to be. Whereas this one, the storytelling was so complex, I think. But I think I read this was one of Snyder's first, like, original stories. I think so. Like, whereas, whereas other ones, you know, like Dawn of the Dead, they were remakes. Watchmen. Or taken from books and stuff like that. This was his first original story. He really wanted to kind of do his own thing. And I got to give him credit where credit's due. I mean, he really wanted this to be, you know, like a legitimate original story. Um, and maybe spawn a little a franchise from it, and I can't fault the guy. I think I think it's an original idea. I think it's a cool idea. I think what really fucks this movie up is the very beginning because we see Baby Doll's origin, and the whole thing is just a drawn out music video in slow motion to the Annie Lennox cover "Sweet Dreams," or that's a Eurythmics cover uh, from you know Annie Lennox, the vocal lead singer yeah. of Eurythmics. But it's just drawn out the whole time with the stepdad. He's abusive and he's going after her sister. And then like she kills, tries to kill him. But I think she accidentally kills her sister. It just goes yeah. back and forth. And it's like, it's like if that was going to be the setup, maybe they should have made that more earnest and more serious. And then when they go into the dream world, that's when they can go into the Eurythmics and the slow motion and the crazy shit. I feel like starting it off that way kind of confused things because like the whole thing plays out like one long um, music video but by the time they're on the missions and Scott Glenn shows up as the wise man and he's giving him advice I'm like this is fucking awesome like if you just take your critical analysis hat off for like 10 minutes and suspend your disbelief I always tell people just don't take it that seriously right you know it's true so I don't know what do you think do you, do you think the beginning kind of do you think the setup was the problem maybe that kind of fucked people up when they watched this. It, and, it, and it could be. But, you know, if you go back to that fan theory, if that guy's right, then maybe that's why it was so over the top. Like, it makes more sense, like you said, to be over the top if she's created all these personas, Sweet Pea did, because she had to create Baby Doll to kind of finally get out of the place. So then, you know, you're, you're ending... If everybody dies except for Sweet Pea and she gets out, then the truth is she never really got out. It was just an imagination of getting out kind of thing. So, What is the worst thing to be... Like, is it worse... I'm trying to think here. Is it worse to have a setup in a movie? I don't care what kind of movie it is. Is it more disappointing to have the, you know, the famous, it was all a dream ending? Or is it more intense for it to be, 
ooh, actually, it may have been a dream, but this also may have been a reality. Because I don't mind that it was all a dream thing. Some people say it's a cop-out, like Vanilla Sky. I didn't mind that ending. Not that it was all a dream, but it kind of was. He was. The guy was asleep the whole movie and being like, and all the stuff he had thought he had gone through was actually just fragments of his dream. Yeah, and, I, and I guess if, if you, if you kind of get like brass tacks about it kind of thing, like brass it tacks. Th- it's one of those things. I would rather have it all be a dream and know it was all a dream instead of like, like a Christopher Nolan film. You see how many people fight over Inception or the end of Batman begin or Batman um, Rises, um, The Dark Knight Rises, like, was this in Alfred's mind? Um, did the guy really get home? Like, you know, all of these things, because they don't know, is it a dream world or is it reality of what's going on at this moment in time? You know what? That's the first time I've, I've heard anybody mention that Alfred seeing Bruce at the end of Dark Knight Rises may or may not have been a thing. Because I always, really? when I watched it, I was just like, oh, yeah, he saw him in the end. Fantastic. He got away. Because he fixed the autopilot. Yeah. And that, but, me, but now that, that you say that, I'm like, oh, maybe it was all just another, you know, fantasy. Well, I've seen people argue that. But the fact that why would I, why would we need to see Lucius Fox then right, right. hear that he fixed the autopilot? And of course, if, James Shuler and I just did Inception at 10 years. And we were talking about the top spinning and I was telling James, I was like, it would just be too fucking cruel for that thing to be a dream after all he's been through. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, at some point, you have to let up and let people have their faith be rewarded, huh? Huh? Some people need their I, faith I, rewarded, huh? I I agree, and I think, but I think certain movies like that, Nolan, you you can argue back and forth, but at the end of the day, just like it is with a song, like you and I could listen to a song and say, hey man, this is what I got out of that song, like. I'm going to go with my fact that he did get home to his kids because as a proud papa, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd mm-hmm. want to go oh home my with God. my kids. <laughs> You're goddamn right. You know, and that's, speaking of being a proud papa, there's no, one thing I do like about this movie is there's no sentimentality. Nothing tugs on my heartstrings. Even when Rocket eats it for her sister, doesn't really fuck mm-hmm. me up that much. It's not, this is not the kind of movie that's going to tug on heartstrings or have any kind of sentimental value per se. To me, it's just a fun ride. Um, it is. I think you're the only time it really character that you care about is that final scene with the bus scene. And, you know, there's the um, handler or whatever that guy is as the bus driver. Although I, I call him the wise man, Scott Glenn. Yeah, he's yeah. That's, a, that's what he is. I think he is the wise man. I think that's what his credit is. Because he pretty much he pretty much sets them up on their. He's the guy. If you're playing a video game, he shows up and he goes. You have to do this to get this. You have to climb this thing to get to this thing. You have to steal this egg and do this. Oh, by the way, and one more thing. Like, he has these great one-liners. He's like, by the way, don't ever write a check for your mouth that your ass can't cash. I was like, why are you saying that to four younger women? But anyway, I digress. But he's great. I've always loved Scott Glenn. Great character actor. He is, but I think that's the only time you have any kind of sympathy yeah, or, or, like or like any yeah. kind of hope for somebody is the fact that she got out. Like I said, and that can be up to interpretation of the mental healing that she's going to have to go through. You know, like not even just. <laughs> now, it, did, it could be a lot deeper. Did they lobotomize her? Like, are we really truly to believe that they lobotomized Baby Doll? Baby Doll. Yeah, I think so. God damn, John. Ha- 
John Hamm. Yeah, I know. Can you believe they actually used to do that to people? No, that is... It's so crazy, man. Like, like that's, every that, time, that's a real like, thing. Like they used to electric use electroshock therapy on alcoholics, for example, because they didn't know how to cure people of their alcoholism. So they would use electroshock therapy, and then people that were experiencing like severe mental health issues, they would just lobotomize them. Like, yeah, and it's insane. It, I cringe every time I hear the hammer. Oh, like, like, yeah. Every time I watch that movie, like I just I feel it. <laughs> Yeah, but there is like there is another little thing that I had read that she kind of smirks at the end. Emily Browning's character when she closes her eyes when they shine the flashlight in her face, almost as if she's finally uncovered everything, like mm. with Oscar and everything that was going on, like behind the scenes because he's finally arrested. And I just kind of wish, I only wish that everybody kind of just got what, what was coming to them. I mean, they do a lot of really cool things in this movie. I mean, at one point, Emily Browning's character, uh, Baby Doll, fights this giant robotic like samurai thing with, with swords, and it's so fucking cool. It's like the first, it's like the first sub-sub fantasy we were introduced to. But I kind of wish that, you know, Blue, for as swarmy as he was, Oscar Isaac is great, but his character was so swarmly and slimy. I just wanted something awful to happen to him. You know? Yeah, it, you did. Like, and the stepdad. The stepdad was a horrible guy. When I first started watching the film again, I forgot that the sister had died. Yeah. Going into it, and then like within that first two minutes, you're like, oh, never mind. I know what happened to her character. That's why I can't remember what happened to her character. Because you, you want people to get their just desserts. You do. Um, like When I'm watching Walking Dead, right, season 17... And uh, fucking Negan has grandchildren, and he still hasn't eaten it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, people need to get what's coming to them. And by the way, kids, I, did, I was being fully facetious. I, I don't watch Walking Dead anymore. I stopped because nothing bad was happening to the bad people, and only good people were getting it. And Negan has great grandkids now. So You know, let me tell you something. My wife and I watch a lot of random shit together at night. Um, tonight we won't because we had a little... Tissel tassel, you know, over some some cabbage and baked beans. <clears throat> but I digress. But usually we lay in bed together, and uh, she picks the shows, you know, because why fight about it? I just say, yeah, whatever you want to watch, we'll pick it. I, I always say I'm going to get the next pick, but I never really do. So one minute it was like the show Imposters. We watched both seasons of that. It was okay. Um, and then we watched uh, match the Matchmaker Indian thing on Netflix, where like these matchmakers from India have to set up these marriages. Uh, and that kind of fizzled. But then we watched this show, Dr. Foster, a, a British show on, on Netflix. And it's all about this doctor, right, who finds out that her husband's cheating on her. Okay, seems simple enough. However, she also finds out that most of her supposed friends and coworkers knew that this guy was cheating on her. And it's been going on for like two years, including his mom. She knew that uh, her own son was cheating on her daughter-in-law. So you're thinking, I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna get juicy. This is you. This is kind of. This is kind of different, you know. Maybe she's gonna extract, you know, extract some long revenge, like Kill Bill style. And then I realized, if Nick Stevens was writing this show, the show would be over in like 60 minutes, because she'd have like an Uzi and she'd be like, "He cheated on me for the last time." And then she'd find out like all the friends that like were in on it, and she'd like kill them or like poison one of them, you know. I, I say all that to say this. She doesn't leave him, and then she does leave him, but then she do, but then she goes back to him. And now we're like in the second season, and I'm like, 
I just had to stop watching because I'm like, I can't go on watching this woman just be befuddled and beguiled and betrayed and bemused and another word for would be uh bedeviled and uh, you know <laughs> like she's just a fucking moron and it's like what are you doing and and then so much for Gloria Steinem and that and the years of feminism you know it's all down the fucking drain because you're just making women look bad everywhere I can't do it yeah but I, I, but, but I guess the bad thing I would say too with that is if, if we want to be real it's not just women, it's guys do it too. Like people just like the abuse, I think, sometimes. And they you're don't right, know how to live you're right. They don't know how to live outside of it. And, and, and it's sad, but And maybe that's what real. maybe it hits home and that's why I don't like it. Because I've been in that situation yeah, it's a too real. where I stayed with somebody for so long. It's like, well, we're miserable together, let's stay together, you know. Um yeah. and I just don't want to watch that kind of shit anymore. You know, but it's funny, I can watch something like Breaking Bad where this guy goes from like a harmless chemistry teacher to this drug kingpin essentially as a meth manufacturer um and he totally does the 180 you know wait mm-hmm. <laughs> you do the, the the 360 it's a 180 you sicilian smuck if i did a 360 i'd bend up right back where i started i already butchered that the point is why we don't want to dr- surround ourselves in misery especially now you know yeah you you should watch that way it's not a, a TV series um, and it's just a movie. I texted it to you, but Palm Springs on Hulu. Oh, with Andy Samberg. Uh, yeah, some good sense of humor like that, but it's also it's a, also a rom-com. I heard it was like so, a Groundhog Day thing. Yeah. Where they're like in a, they're in a time loop, right? But it's not the same day. It's just a, it's just one time loop. No, it's the same day. Oh, it is? Oh. So it is kind of yeah. like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um <laughs> But like, but when you, when you meet, when you find out that it is, like you find out that like Andy Samberg's character has been there already for like years. Oh, <laughs> interesting. So somebody else stumbles into the time loop and finds him there. Correct. Oh, that's fan. That's fascinating. Okay. I'm in. I'll watch that. I'll watch so, that. Um, you see, I was hating on it and I was like, well, it doesn't have tits, lasers or robots. So I haven't seen it. But now that you describe it like that. I yeah. might, I might I, want like it. I said, I don't want to give too much away, but that that's that's what happens. And I just figured sometimes it's easier instead of diving into a whole show, you can just say, "Hey, let's watch this movie." <laughs> Is it easy to dive into Sucker Punch for the uninitiated, or do you think you have to be kind of into, I don't know, comics, manga, weird shit to kind of like this? I think you maybe kind of have to like that kind of shit, right? Yeah, you do. Because um, I can't imagine like somebody just like leaving like I don't know. Try to I was try, I was trying to think of like a prestigious college, but I couldn't think of any like some guy like know, pursuing his uh, you know third PhD, and it's like, hey, you got time for a movie? Sure, why not? And I think that's where the twenty two comes from because the scandalous outfits and all of that kind of stuff. Like, so people are like, well, this is supposed to be about women empowerment, but you're making them wear this, and like, dude, I don't so, know. Like, if, but they, you're, you're right. They were wearing clad outfits and like, or like pantyhose with the with the fun. What are those things? The fun little things that strap the, uh, the little straps on the garter. Yeah. Mm. But they had machine guns and they were like in the trenches, like destroying shit. So I think that's. Fe- I think you can re- you can still be sexy, and be a feminist at the same time. Yeah. No. And I think and I think that and they and they pulled that off well. But I 
I'm just looking at some of the extreme on the other side that if they if they weren't initiated and walked into oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're right. The uninitiated would be like, well, this is clearly not the kind of highbrow feature for the yacht club. <laughs> Let's go watch Kadishak 2. I don't know. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> By the way, uh, I... Uh, I had to take a break from the aforementioned Dr. Gloria Foster blowjob McGee to uh, tune out and watch the old airplane uh, classic nice. comedy on Netflix. And it's just, it's so funny, you know? It's just I so think funny. All of those movies are so funny. Like, I, like every Mel Brooks film, too, like in oh, that era. Dude, that style of humor. Like when you look at um, Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. Like, the humor that they're doing, but they're also trying to bring awareness to something. As exactly. Well, like, through One, the humor. 100%. You know, and 100%. Yeah. No, it's that they don't make movies like that anymore. They just don't. No. You know, but even like Leslie Nielsen got, you know, God rest his whole, uh, seeing him in, in airplane. And then, you know, um, seeing, uh, uh, Lloyd Bridges in, in the, <laughs> in the, in the, in the watchtower. It's just so, and everybody's smoking, you know, and it's just, I picked a bad week to quit to quit smoking. And then he's like, I picked a bad week to quit drinking. It's just, the whole thing's just killing me. And it's so dry the whole time, but it's killing me. Like, I'm in bed laughing with my headphones. My wife is like, And it meets, your, it you meets your criteria. It meets my criteria. Tits. And, it, well, and that, tits. That's, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's so ra- random for a PG movie, too, that just when it just pops up, you're like, what? It's great though, isn't it? It's weird how those ratings changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Because think, you could uh, see a PG in, movie back Indiana in the day that Jones. had tits. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones was the first PG-13 because they were going to give it an R rating and they fought for the PG-13. I wonder what gave it the uh I wonder what almost gave it the R. Was it the, was it the, the faces melting? I think so. Oh. The that violence and mm. so. What is your favorite uh face melting scene in Sucker Punch? I would probably say the trenches, like that whole... That's a great scene. The, the, that whole fight sequence, because the dragon one was more, eh, uh, but the robot one was pretty cool too, but specifically the that fight scene. Dude, that whole trench scene where they're shooting, they're shooting, I guess, what appear to be Nazis? I don't know. But then they're like... Yeah, they're like World War One like zombies. Oh, okay. Um, but then fucking Blondie, Vanessa Hedgens' character, she's in that steampunk like exo suit with the with the bunny painted on it, and she's like soaring through the air at one point. At one point, my my son walked in, you know, and he's just watching that whole scene with me with the, with the planes and everything, and they're shooting. He's like, "What is that? What is that?" I was like, "Oh, they're they're killing bad guys." And then the wife walks in the room, and she just gives me the the glare of death, you know, because I'm just exposing my son to all this shit. Um. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think that might be my favorite. Scene. That and the first scene where she slips into that sub, uh, I guess that sub fantasy where she meets the wise men for the first time. And Scott Glenn's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Oh, and by with the way, the, with the three samurai. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I don't know. It's a cool yeah. movie. It's a cool movie, man. It's a fun movie. It's a cool movie. 
Uh, is it the greatest movie of all time? No. Is it uh, the worst movie of all time? No. Does it get you kind of going? Yes. Does it make you kind of go on your own little Google search for similar outfits uh, by uh, scantily clad women? Maybe. The point is... <laughs> We like it. I wonder if they ever made any uh, uh, action toys? figures yeah, or any toys from Sucker Punch. I feel like they would have had to, right? It, it would have been a, a toy franchise for sure, like especially like McFarlane or some, some company like that hmm. to do so. Because I feel like I should get like a... I might have to get a Blondie for the mix, you know what I'm saying? Especially if I can find him in, that, in, that, in the steampunk outfits, maybe get, get the whole gang up here on the mixing board next to Forge and Batgirl. Yeah, the, t- the toys are getting out of hand, man. But I just can't stop. I can't stop and I won't stop. You know. Nah, like I good. said, I, I said it earlier. I don't know if we were recording, but Psylocke's in the mix. I got Storm, you know, hanging out. Next, right, right. Man Bat has his 15 inch wingspan, and he's he's practically hugging the whole gang. You know. Yeah, I understand. I just bought Nightwing the other day. Oh um, yeah, I yeah. I sent I sent you and I'm um, Schuler that picture. The, Mc, the McFarlane uh, one, right? Yeah. Let's rate this thing. Okay. Unless you recast it, I sure as hell didn't even touch a recast. I I don't think I could. Yeah. Because I, I think almost all of those those girls, except for Emily Browning, she's kind of faded a little bit, are still kind of current in certain things. Yeah. That I think they could still do it. <laughs> well, also they were kind of they were all quasi young when they did this, and I don't really know that many young actresses these days because i'm just getting older so now when i reference actors and 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 stuff to to replace other actors i'm thinking of people that are either like my age or above and then and then when i get depressed about just feeling like i'm old as dirt then i see what other people look like older than me and i'm like oh well i guess i'm not there yet you know and most actors in my age group are still looking okay so i guess we're okay you know but one day we're gonna wake up and 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 fucking i don't know seth green is gonna look, look like Ted Danson's ghost, and we're gonna start crying. You know what I mean? He still looks good. He's like what, forty, so isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But like we're 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 with Hemsworth and like Evans. I know. We're okay. So we're in good company. We could technically start working out like like Bruce Wayne tomorrow and be ripped if we really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Tie the chains. Start hitting the tractor tires. I need to do something, man. But in the meantime. We have six beautiful ratings on the show. <laughs> six beautiful ratings on the show that focus on flavors of positivity. Because as I said before, ladies and gentlemen, there's just too much serious shit out there in the world between ideologies and, and spewing negativity and frothing at the mouth uh, uh, craziness. So let's just not stand on those ceremonies and rather delve deep into our flavors of positivity, which at the top of the heap are call out of work good, movie theater good, home video good, catch it on cable good, stick with the flu good, and then solitary confinement good. Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson, what do you think? I, because one, he is one of my top five directors. I I love his cinematography. Me too, Um, me too. I I would say... Um, movie theater good like I would catch this in a drive-in I would catch this on the big screen like an anniversary just because of how the cinematography is shot like the scenes just how big they are you know what that's a good point I think this movie for me is 
between movie theater good and home video good because it's the kind of thing where I want to get up during the beginning and the ending to get some more snacks and really just sit there for the middle part. Like, I don't really care. Like, I don't really care about the pickle on the sides. You know what I'm saying? I'm really just there for the meat and the pastrami. Like, wouldn't it be cool um, to have, like, a edited version of this? Oh, yeah. Of just the, just the inner fantasy? Not yeah. the sub-fantasy, but yeah. the inner one. Just all streamed together as one film. I think this movie should be interwoven with Willy Wonka's uh, Charlie and the Choc- <laughs> Chocolate Factory. And what you do is, right before, as the kids are entering in Willy Wonka's factory, we just cut to the fantasies. And then we come out of the fantasies, and um, Willy Wonka's saying, I said good day! And then we end the movie. But you, you do have to put the boat scene like directly in the middle. Oh, of course. And the in, rowers in, keep on rowing. Yeah, splice it in between <laughs> the, uh, the, the fantasies. A world of your imagination. <laughs> oh, you don't have the guitar, so we can't dive into that. Not that we could. Even if you did have the guitar, it'd be the kind of weird to just jump into some Willy Wonka. <laughs> like, I don't even know all the words. It's kind of awkward. But yeah, that's my rating. Heard it here first. Comic-Con's exclusive. I like it. Yeah, I like you. I like you. Mm. How's that Diet Coke treating you? It's good. It's not what it looks like. I'm not drinking the whole... I haven't been drinking this whole two liter the entire time. It just There was a little bit left, so I you know, figured I'd top it off, knock it off. Although it is uh, creeping towards the bedtime. I should probably ease back. I was going to say, that's not the caffeine-free, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Uh, but I have an addictive personality, so even though I'm not smoking and drinking anymore, I'm back on the caffeine, and now I'm just like around the clock, just a caffeine, caffeinated beast, you know? Hey, if we all admit it, we're all addicted to something. We're all addicted to something. Some of us can't even take two minutes away from the old spank bang. But anyway... uh, but I digress. I digress. I don't have anything else to say about this movie other than it's a fun ride. You know? It's a good fun ride. It's a little romp. It is. And, and of course, the ladies are easy on the eyes and they're fun to look at and that's always great. Um, but the action is cool. The premise is cool because it's, it's, it's original, you know? And like I said, you said cinematography is great. I love Zack Snyder. Some people have a sour taste in their mouth about Zack Snyder, but I fucking love Zack Snyder. I loved Watchmen. Me too. I, I loved um, Dawn of the Dead. Like I, everything Me too. He's, he's put his hands on, like, it's just, he, he just does good work. And I love Man of Steel. And I love, just, I love Justice League. Just kidding. I love Batman v Superman, you know? Yeah, I do. I, Batman v Superman, Man of Steel. I am so pumped for the Schneider cut, which I know hopefully won't, Everything going on won't slow it down too much. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so ready for that. I was just talking uh, to some ladies the other day uh, because we, were, we, we had just finished Waterworld, and that's going to be coming up after, uh, well, actually, by the time this goes up, that will have already been up. But, but, I, st- uh, I still need to check that out. You haven't seen Waterworld? No, it's on my list. It's mm. one of the ones that you've, you've recommended. So uh, there is some ass. There's no robots, <laughs> and there's no lasers. 
But there is some ass. And there is some Kevin Costner, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kevin Costner. Good old Kevin Costner. No, it's worth a watch. It's a fun little romp. You know? Yeah, there's there's been a lot of um, little fun things. I finished Doom Patrol today. That was fun. I finished Doom Patrol as well. What like, a was, cliffhanger. I know. So you're like, you better come back for at least a season three and wrap it up. I think uh, they. I think it was cut short from everything that's happening. Because the first okay. season was like 15 or 14 episodes, and this was only nine, and they didn't do that on purpose. I think every, I think production was kind of cut short, and they just decided to air the first nine, and then mm. they were going to do the rest in a season three. But it is a cliffhanger. For the kids out there that haven't seen it yet, I won't spoil anything, even though by the time this goes up, it'll be like two weeks, so fuck it. But Dorothy and her imaginary friend, the candle maker, well, shit pops off, and the Doom Patrol... They get waxed. That's all I'm going to say. They do. Umbrella Academy was good, too. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch yeah. it. Yeah. S- second season was good. That I can't even remember how the first too. season ended. So. How did um, the first season end? Like, with, with, with everybody disappearing at the last second before the world ended? Yeah. Okay. And, and so, this season just opens up with where five took everybody. Now, is Ellen Page... As annoying as ever, or is she less annoying than this one? No, she's more annoying, man. Really? I don't, that's, an, that's, that's unfortunate, because I heard from another friend that she's not as annoying, and I'm like, okay. Because, I mean, something about her. I don't know what it is. Just something about her. And maybe that's that's what it is. So, like, don't take my word for it, because I'm the same as you. There's just something about her. So just anytime her presence is there, you're like... <sighs> Speaking of presence, do we give a fuck about Cyborg's romance in Doom Patrol? Not at not. Not at all. Like, I would be okay in this alternate DC universe is if, like, bullet to the head and just somebody dismantled Damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. For, for me, there's just one cyborg that I care about, that, and that's Ray Fisher's cyborg. You know what I mean? I don't care about this young Archie Comics version of, of cyborg. I'm okay without him. Yeah. And I, I, I can deal with Teen Titans Go Cyborg, the Booyah. Yo, like, there just, you go. There you go. But this one, you're kind of like... Everybody else's side stories in Doom Patrol was amazing with what they were dealing with. Sure. Um, Cliff's got a little annoying, but it wasn't horrible. Cliff gets annoying, but he redeems himself. And all the other characters are pretty fascinating. The Jane story gets kind of a little long long in the tooth. Where you're like, you're following it, but it's like, okay, we get it. There's an underground full of multiple personalities, but I don't have multiple hours to waste. I don't know. You just want to get to the goods. But it was it was a good twist with Jane and the other what was going on. It was there, um, and so like with Miranda, because like you said, it's two weeks, so people could be spoiled. Um, with Miranda not being Miranda, you know what? I, I can't I can't remember that actress's name, and I'm sure a comic Conzi might write in. But uh, the girl who plays Crazy Jane, she would be good in a in a Sucker Punch uh, revamp. Yeah, she would. What is her? It name? was like Diana Guerrero, I think, or Cl- yeah, Guerrero. Her and was it April? Oh, the those two are the the main billings. Like the, yeah, but, oh, the the woman who plays uh, Elastic Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then an old um, cyborg, like he could. Yeah, I just don't care. I appreciate what they do with his character interacting with the other characters, so he's not a complete loss. But just the side, like you said, the side romance stuff. It's just I don't know. 
I know they're trying to develop characters and improve and expound upon them, but when you have an ensemble like that, I think it's almost cooler if you just focus more on like one or two or three of them, and then we just kind of see little snippets of everybody else. Yeah, because he becomes a wasted character, though, I think, too. Like, And also, there's just better ways to do it. He seems to be like he just, he wants to be the leader of the group, but nobody really takes him seriously. Well, I don't take him seriously when he bucks up. Like, it's better when, like, when he shows up at a crime scene and the FBI's like, oh, we got the, we got the junior Pee Wee Justice League over here. But then he, like, he, then, but then he bucks up on the, on the, on the agent. And he's like, and he turns into, like, a, he turns it into, like, a race thing almost. And you're like, dude, you're, you're bucking up for nothing. What are you doing? Like, you're still, you're still <laughs> cyborg. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I don't like it. You're friends. I don't like him. <sighs> any movies you're looking forward to any movies i'm looking forward to well i tell you what i'm looking forward to watching that mulan for 33 dollars on disney plus just fucking kidding yeah Isn't no i i do want to see it but i just i'm not going to fork over the 33 bucks on a subscription service that i'm already paying for you know what i mean yeah just I, just bring no, it just drop it on here. disney plus you know what i mean but they want to. But they want to. They want to try to make back some of their money, and I get that. Um, I am hoping. Yeah, like, I did hear a little birdie uh, whisper in my ear that New Mutants will, in fact, be coming on Disney Plus in September. Really? So I'm looking forward to seeing if that's true. And we have Bill and Ted Face Music coming out not only in theaters but VOD August 28th. It was September 1st, yeah, a, and they moved it up. I'm, I'm pumped about that. So. I'm pumped about that too. I think it looks fun. I think it looks good. Yeah. I, I think, you know, because I think Excellent Adventure was good. I think Bogus Journey went a little bit darker, but it was still fun. Right. So, bass music will be good. By the time this episode comes out, we will be a week away from the DC uh, online event, the DC Fandom. Fandom, yeah. So, that should be very interesting. I think we might have to do a collabo episode on that where we just bring the whole gang back and have one big gang-busting orgy. That would be fun. Now, is it a free event, too? <laughs> It's a free event. All you got to do is go to the page. It's 24 hours. It's on a Saturday. So I have a feeling it'll be one of those days where I just go on a long drive with Zeph and give him some melatonin gummies. And then I just park somewhere and just watch the whole damn thing. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Hey. But, uh, yeah. Hmm? But we're supposed to, we're supposed to, we're supposed to hear something about, uh, we'll probably get a, 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 a Snyder Cut trailer. And then we'll probably get, uh, we might even get some, uh, a Batman uh, sn- you oh, know, yeah. sneak shot at the, uh, you know, the Batman. And probably, some, and probably some Wonder Woman stuff, because I mean, I know that, I mean, I know she's coming out. But more importantly, there's going to be some huge announcements, huge announcements. So, new shows, new developments. Yeah. Lots of stuff now, that we're going to talk true, about. Is it true that HBO Max is kind of taking over? DC and that's the possibility that the DC Universe app will kind of fizzle I I don't know I don't know I think DC Universe will stay intact because people like the comics on there so I don't think DC Universe is going to go anywhere but I think some of the original programming is going to shift yeah but I could be wrong I've been wrong before but it's possible anything's possible in this world right I know I mean, I remember when, yeah. when, when, when we discovered cloning for the first time as a society and people were losing their minds. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that when they cloned that, that mouse and there was like an ear growing out of it? Yeah. Just cover a Time magazine and I was like, God damn, the future is here. And sometimes we don't even realize the future is here. Like I'm walking in a grocery store the other day and there was a giant screen like talking to me, like asking me if I want to pick up my groceries. Like, what the hell? This robot's asking me if I want to put my guy in the slot and, you know, thank God you got your headphones on because I think I heard your kids earlier. I don't want them to hear this, but, but we're here. You know, the future's arrived. We've arrived, you know. I'm talking yeah, to you. Yeah. I'm talking to you just like in Back to the Future too. Like well, I'm looking at you right now on a screen. My kids um, busted in the room when I said Benadryl. We have Benadryl popsicles, and, and my my baby boy was like, "We do." <laughs> <laughs> hey, popsicles. That's all here. <laughs> the first time I ever had a Benadryl, I was like six, and it was like I felt like my whole body was floating. I was floating out of my body, like levitating. My parents were like, "Just take half a Benadryl." I can't remember why they gave it to me. I think it's because I was being defiant, like extra defiant. And I, was, I wanted to listen to the Wayne's World 2 soundtrack all night. And they, wouldn't, they were getting pissed. They were getting gretzy. I, I used to do the, um, the Foxy dance to the Wayne's World soundtrack. Of course you did. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time, excellent. <laughs> well, on that note, sir, uh, I think I should bid you a fine fondue because uh, we're approaching the witching hour. It is, we, we did an hour. We did an hour talking about Sucker Punch mostly. And then, of course, we did touch on, well, we touched on a little bit Other of everything. Things. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we like to do. That's we, what we, we like, like to, to do. Reach out and touch a lot of things. I like to reach out and touch you. Hmm? No, but seriously, you know, it's good to connect, man. It's it's good to do, because uh, I don't know about you, but work has been a mother at the moon base, and people are going fucking apeshit over this young rebel named Luke Skywalker, and I just can't, I'm putting in, I'm putting in time at the Death Star day in, day out, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's tough, because I think a lot of us in, in, in business world and all of that stuff is very much in survival mode. Um my wife who's a teacher now like they went back this week and it's just plan after plan after plan of like what steps we go through and, i know yeah, i know and, and there's a lot of anxiety with it right mm-hmm, there's a lot is. of anxiety because there's a lot of unknowns still and a lot of uh a lot of shit going on but at the same time i, I try to just be grateful for everything that i do have the family's healthy we're healthy reasonably so i mean i do my, my multiple personalities are starting to come out again um but uh, other than that, uh, I'm doing okay. Um, there's a weird, the, um, there's a strange growth coming out of my left leg that's starting to resemble um, a very young, untutored but misshapen Larry Bird from the '90s. Um, other than that, though, I mean, yep. he's, he's 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 I'm doing okay. He's doing okay. You have the axe. Sorry, Hank. What was that? You have the you have the axe locked up in the woodshed. Make sure you can't get to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the shed is covered by like poison ivy. <laughs> The neighbors were like, can you trim some of that back? Sometimes my kids are throwing the basketball, it lands in the yard, and I said, get off my lawn. <laughs> Your kids should be throwing the basketball in my know, yard. I know. Don't you love that passive aggressive? Hey, would you mind just getting rid of some of that? How about you mind your own business? I got yeah, bodies like, back here. <laughs> if it bugs you that much, have at it. Have at it. 
Yeah, I haven't cut my grass in a couple days either. I'm starting to get some looks. They're like, I can't tell if that's Alec Holland himself crawling out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> or if Constantine's getting ready to do another spell. Nope, it's Satana. I only have dirt, so every time I go out, it looks like somebody's already cut my yard, but like I look at everybody else in my neighborhood. You, you only have dirt? They haven't cut it. Yeah. You just have dirt, just straight dirt. <laughs> just dirt. That's fantastic. That's the Not secret really. to success right there. I need to get just dirt. <laughs> eh, well, no, because then you get the dirty looks because of the fact that you can't grow grass. Like, I've planted it like four years in a row, and I'm just like... Hey, I don't know why this just reminded me. Maybe because you said dirt, and then I was thinking like dirt, like dirt worms. But you remember you remember Earthworm Jim, right? Is that, an, my shirt. is that an Earthworm Jim teacher? Oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm telling... What are the chances... Uh, serendipity, what are the chances? Uh, I got a Sega Genesis Mini, like one of those Sega Genesis Minis at Target. It's like 50 bucks. Yeah. Plugged it in into Zeph's room, and we've been playing games together and shit. I introduced him to Sonic and Road Rash 2, you know, it's got Streets of Rage 2 on there, but it also has Earthworm Jim, and I thought of you being the enthusiast that you are. So when things lighten up again, I can't wait for you to come over. And we can do some, just fucking do some uh, old school video gaming. Yeah, I think old school video game is my favorite sometimes. Dude, the side scrolling, button mashing, that's that's where it's at. That's where it's it at. Is. I can just turn, I can turn my brain off and just go. Yeah, that's right. Not very men have come on the microphone before and openly expressed their love for inanimate objects or fictional characters. But I'm one of those men. Friend, thank you for doing this. I'll let you get back yeah, to you and yours. Me. Of course, man. This is this is what it's all about. And uh, look, Kamikaze's out there listening. Please rate and review us on the Apple Podcast. Get us on Spotify. Get us on the Anchor.fm. Subscribe and give us some feedback. Follow me at Comic-Cons Podcast on the Instagram. And remember, whatever we said at the end of the day, don't take it seriously, kids, because remember, it's just... It's just I'd like to begin fiction. With a fact. Whether <laughs> in a small right, town geez. like McAllen or in the Rio Grande, or in Chicago, New York, or Los Angeles, it is business. Big business.